The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those entirely of the hosts and the guests on the show that do not reflect those of the Men's Sunday League. This is an adult podcast for adults. From time to time, you may hear some swear words. Don't be offended. It's okay. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. It's me, Jamie, and we've got Liam and Jordan. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, really good. Thank you, Jamie. Nice to be back on the podcast after a long week. Uh, but good to hear your voice, mate. Yeah, Jordan, how are we doing, yeah. mate? Yeah, sorry, good, man. Very good, very good. Yeah, been a long week, like Liam said. Yeah, no. Let's do it. How was our weekend, guys? Liam, how'd you get on? Yeah, so we were in the NDHT, uh, NDH Teamwear Cup. Um, we actually got drawn, the one team we didn't want to be drawn, uh, Toe Valley away. You know, top of the league above, already won the division. Um, and you know what? My lads held their heads high and what a game. One all after 90 minutes, straight to pens. Uh, nine penalties taken from each side. Um, with Tove actually heading it 5-4 in the end. Um, so, uh, only thing I can say is their keeper saved them. Uh, if they do listen to this, um, I hope he's not had to buy a drink after their game on Sunday or since then after training. Um, their keeper made an incredible save at the end uh, to keep them in the game and then actually went on and saved a top top corner penalty uh, as the last, the last penalty. And, and do you know what? Because of that performance and how good he was, I'm not upset about the result. I'll be honest. Hot stuff. Jordan, you went and watched the game this weekend, didn't you? I did, yeah. I went to uh, Tech Nortels. Uh, I'll be honest, I got there a bit late. I went to the two pitches at uh, Eastfield Park that I know, near the university, or the college, sorry, and uh, it went on. So I was walking around the park for a little while until I found another pitch, and I found, eventually found the game. But it was a good game. Um, I think so the Nortels curse of Jordan didn't... No, it, did, it ended this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> Nortel's were a man down lot. I think they only had 10 lads on the pitch. But I mean, it was a good game, though, to be fair. They've done well with 10 lads against obviously a top quality side. I was going to say, maybe they scored them both before you got there. No, no, they weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. <laughs> Cool. I just had a league game this weekend. You'd said beforehand, Liam, that um, you, they'd either be really good or, or they're not. They were somewhere in between. Patshaw was a horrible pitch. The, nothing against them at all. They were a good bunch of boys. It was a good game. We lost 2-0. Really can't argue with it. The best, best compliment I can pay them is they know how to play on that pitch, their home pitch. A bit of water goes onto it, and the car park side is a, just a luge. And the middle of the pitch was an absolute mud bath. They did so well at keeping the ball out in the middle. Um, two good goals. We had chances, didn't take them. It was a really good game. Another frustrating one and a loss for us, but a game where we didn't get outplayed. So I do feel, results don't lie, but I do feel that our position doesn't represent where we could actually be. But we go again. And we're going to start off now by going into results from the NTFA Cups from this weekend. Jordan, I'm going to hand over to you and you're going to start off with the Good Lift Cup for me, if you yeah. would, please. No worries, yeah. So going back, obviously, I'm going to cover the whole round. Uh, going back to the sixth. We started with a major clash at the top of the Premier Division. It was uh, eight bowers against North Star. Obviously, two teams fighting at the top there. Um, it finished 4-3 to North Star. But I don't know if you've seen it, lads. There's a video floating around on Inst- on Twitter and stuff of uh, an eight bowers penalty decision that went against them. They could have made it 4 all, But this penalty, I think it was a penalty. I don't know if you've seen it, lads. I, I, I have seen it. And I'm the opposite to you. From where the ref stood and the position the ref's in, there's no way he can 100% say that the keeper's not won the ball. And I feel like that is why the ref's not giving it. I think the ref's made the right decision. Yes, it's a penalty if it's if the ref's in a different position. But from the position the ref was in, I don't think he can give a penalty, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I've, seen, I've only seen that video. I don't know where the video comes from, but it's, to me, it looks like a stonewall. Uh, yeah, sorry, going on to other, other results in the league, getting excited about the first game. Upton FC, um, AB, Beer Gorilla, 4 0. We went down to the next game, was uh, Delapri from Division One, uh, from the Championship, sorry. They sprung the surprise at around beating Hartwell. That went to penalties, finished 3 all, went 7 6 on penalties. That's a great result for Delapri, don't you think? 
Absolutely. They're doing well in their league. I think they're. I mean, they're, we, I think they're fourth in the division. But I mean, they've only lost two games, uh, three games all season. Sorry, two of them have come against the top two teams who are obviously going to get promoted. Like, but. Yeah, we we played them pre-season. We played them pre-season, Jordan, and they beat us 3-1. And You could tell they were a good side, but did I expect them to do this well in the Championship? Definitely not, mate. And, you know, they've they've done really well and they've only improved. They're a pretty fair play to those lads. Yeah, no. Uh, They say, like, they're flying in the league. And uh, that's a great result against a Premiership side like... Uh, yeah, going on, Hats United of the Championship, they lost to another championship side, AKHIS. Um, Akis. To... Akis, is it? Akis, sorry. Um, <laughs> another another Premier League game, Kingsport Diamonds University of Northampton. I think that's the battle at the bottom of the league. Obviously, them two sides would have fancied themselves getting through in the cup. I went to penalties, that was another good game, 3 all. And uh, University of Northampton got themselves through 7-6 on penalties that finish. Sounded like a great game. Down in the championship, two championship sides obviously in the cup. Waterfield Wanderers beat Royals uh, away 2-1. And then last weekend, the 13th, we had uh, obviously the game I went to, FC Tech against Nortels. That was a good game to be fair. Obviously Nortels had 10 men I don't think I think Tech only had eleven lads on the pitch, but to be fair, the teams they offered up it was, a, it was a good game. It was a bit cagey to be fair to start with, and uh, we had Stanley's Barn beating Hackle on penalties. That's a good result for them, obviously as well. That's that's, that's all the results in a good lift cup. But, I mean, that's a good good bunch of games that is. Yeah, we had a standing barn in a different cup this season. Obviously, when it's a, a prime team versus a division <laughs> two, you you don't think it's going to go your way, and it didn't. No, they 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 are a good bunch of lads. You know, they they are obviously a very good team, but they're not they're not rude about it. And we we'd had them a couple of um, seasons ago as well in a cup, and when the draw had happened, I said it was the the replay nobody asked for. You know, no one wanted to see it again, but. Then they were never disrespectful, and I think that's a massive compliment that you can play, uh, pay to a team that's up there in the championship and the, the prem division because they should win. By all accounts, they should win. And there's there's teams that will win, and they're just they're not good winners. And there's teams that will win that are good winners. I do like Barn. I think they're good winners. So yeah, good for them in, in their win over Hackleton. I've got history with Hackleton as well. I've got some mates that play for them. Um, fair play to them. Good. That's a good result. Obviously, that's it for a good lift. But we're going to the MDH Teamwork Cup, where we've got uh, a couple of Division Two games, teams meeting each other. Sorry, uh, Falklands Club Eighty One beat Parklands Phoenix. Parklands top of the league. I mean, that's a great result for Falklands. Absolutely. We're coming. Before we obviously not far behind them. I'll leave that game till lastly, and I'll let you get excited about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have Russian Spartans with a great win over Nen, uh, Nen Natives. Obviously, that's a Division Two team, Russian Spartans. Nen Natives in Division One. Russian Spartans won at seven-one winners in that game. Jeez. Class result for them, not absolutely. Uh, next up, JC United and Falklands Club eighty-one uh, A team. I, I finished one all, went to penalties. JC progressing. That was 4-3 on penalties, that one. And the last game of that week was Alb Eagles beating Queenshead 6-3. There was a few more games last weekend as well on the 13th. And it was Highmcrest Dons one away at Frapston 2-0. So Davies lost again to Royals Reserve this time. The championship side, obviously, there. Better, better side. And it's it showing on the daylight. That finished 4-0. And uh, Grendon Sapphires from Division 1 beat fellow Division 1 side floor 6-3. And sounds like a great game as well. That's and my mate obviously... Samson doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are flying, aren't they? And yeah, they are. Honestly, the, uh, 
I watched their rendition of um, Sweet Caroline and it was very rehearsed. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, I don't know if anyone else has seen the video, but they're all looking at the camera, getting ready to sing. And it's just, it was just nice to see that they, as a group of players, they, you know, they're, they're so invested in each other. And I think that's what makes them such a good side is how yes. invested they are with each other and how much they love each other as, as, as mates, as a family and as a team. And I think that's what Samson's brought to that side. So I, you, they're my second favourite team at the minute, I'll be honest. I think anyway. when we get a free week, we're doing a podcast over at, uh, at Grendon. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, mate. Carry on. No worries. The last result before it go, goes off all. And anyway, it was uh, Toe Valley. <laughs> At home to Croydon Park Rangers, which finished one all, and Croydon Park lost in the end, five four on penalties. Finally, and tell us a bit about your game. You know, you've pulled me on it twice now, guys. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's over ninety minutes. You know, I said to the lads, you know, the first round of this cup, we we drew to all. Uh, and went through on penalties. Uh, the second round, we drew one all and went out on penalties. You know, we've not actually won a game in this cup, so we're lucky to be in the second round of it. Um, but we've not lost a game since the 24th of October, which was against Rushton Spartans. You know, we, we've, we've actually won every game since, um, which, which speaks volumes. You know, since October, we've won every single game other than the draw in the cup, but we won it on penalties. And we've still not been beaten in 90 minutes more than once this season. And that, that that's kind of what I'm trying to drive at the minute. Uh, you know, as a, as a manager, it's tough to to get your players up for it when they're playing so well, I'll be honest. I think it's harder when they're playing so well than when, you know, you're maybe not doing as well. But they were the better side in the penalty shootout. During the 90 minutes, we were the better side. Their goal was an own goal from one of our players. Um my player, the player that scored the own goal, then I brought him back on the pitch to take a penalty and he missed his penalty. Um, he is paying for it in the group chat, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a shame. But you know, the old cliche, we can have <laughs> You got your line on the sorted for next week then, mate. Yes, mate. Well well <laughs> it's it's possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he's missing, he might not turn up Sunday morning, but possibly. Yeah, this this is going out Friday night, so he might uh, end up staying in. I won't uh, name him, Oleg Bilski. <laughs> <laughs> Does that take us through the MDH team where cup games then, Jordan? Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, that was it. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the 13... That's all right. Fantastic. So that takes us on to the home tech now. The home tech, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in that cup. We had, uh, go on, tell me this team. Tell me the name of them. A-I-M-S-T-R-A-T-F-A. Aimstraight. Aimstraight. This is everybody's Aimstraight. second favourite team. Other than Grendon. If you're listening, I've been, I've other than Grendon. No. team for, for weeks. <laughs> but yeah, that's, so they're obviously dead bottom of Division 3, aren't they? They're fair play to the lads for turning up every week because obviously it's getting defeat after defeat. But as I said, they were at home to North. Fans all star reserves, and that was another defeat for them. Uh, 4 0 that finished, and we had Brayfield Corinthians of Division Two. They lost in the surprise result of the, of the round to Baton Wickets of Division Three. Now 7 2 that finished. Great result for Baton Wickets. They're a deceptive team. They beat us in the cup 4 3. They were 3 0 down at half time. They, they are. You know, this isn't knocking the league format or anything that's settings because it is what it is. You know, they are not a League Three team. They are very deceptive in that sense. I think next season, whatever league they go into, they they will do well if they keep their same players. Yeah, I, no, um, I did. I did look at that result and I looked at the league table. Like they're second in the league at the minute, but they've got a game in hand over Ketchum Park Avenue, where they're two points behind them. They've only lost one game all season, and they've. Their goal difference. I mean, they've got scored 20 more goals in Ketchum Park. So, they're flying in that league, really. Wittie's got something going there. Say, it's not a knock on the league because the league put you... They've done done very well, in my opinion, and where they've placed teams this season. It only gets better and better each season as it goes on as well. It's it's not a knock that they've put them in there. They have just done very well in that league that season. I'd expect them to do very well in the second division. I'd expect them to even do some good stuff in the first if they go into that next season. They've got something good going there. 
we played in pre-season again, you know, um, Batamwick, it was one of the sides that we decided to play in pre-season. Uh, we only just beat them 2-1. Um, so yeah, exactly fair analysis there, Jamie, because, mm. you know, we only just beat these guys in a friendly. If that was a competitive game, would they add a bit more to it? Probably would have give it a bit more, you know, and may have actually got something out of the game. And, you know, we're sitting in second in that in that league too. You know, I'm not rubbing it in, but we're one of the better <laughs> sides in that league and they, they took us the whole way. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, no, Jordan, carry on, mate. We're sidetracking. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Reversing the... Uh... The shock there for Brayfield, their reserves, they were actually away at um, Division 2 side floor reserves and they beat them 2-1. So the reserves have gone through and Brayfield have gone out. So the lower league side like, have gone through. So fair play to them, lads. Um, carrying on with the results, though. Hunsby Hawks lost at home 4-1 to Vicarage Farm. Ketchum Park Avenue, obviously league leaders in Division 3. They won away at Road 4-3. Sixfield Rangers of Division 3 beat Division 1 side AFC Brunton. That's another great shot. Brilliant. And then the last result of the round was Gregory Selwick winning away to, at 8-2 at Spartak. So, when we look at this overall, guys, there's I'm really happy. There's lower division, I'll say lower league, there's lower division teams beating higher division teams, which is you know, whether it's professional or Sunday, that's the magic that any team on their day can be any team. Um, what I'd say as well, finals. you've got five, five out of the eight teams in the quarterfinals are from Division Three. I mean, that, that which is, is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I, how I like the fact that it's ninety minutes and then it's pens if it's a draw. There's no extra time. There's, you know, what's worse than working your socks off for ninety minutes? only to concede in the last minute of extra time and lose the game. I'd rather roll the dice and go for penalties, personally. I like this format in the Cups. What do you guys feel about it? Liam, let's go to you first. Bring back golden goal. Oh, honestly, <laughs> nothing, more, nothing more exciting than golden goal. But obviously, I'm going to say that coming off the back of a penalty defeat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, I, I like it. At the end of the day, this is a this is a, a big schedule that we've got, you know, and these NTFA cups are kind of added on and they're bonuses, you know, and they were something that all the teams secretaries agreed at the start of the year, and they're they're good fun, you know. The the finals are all at six fields, so there's that added bonus um, of getting to a final um, and getting to play at six fields. But yeah, I think the fairest way they could have done it was the penalties. At the end of the day, the refs have paid thirty five pounds, you know, to to ref a ninety minute game. If I'm a referee and they're starting to tell me extra time, well, I want another 20 quid, please. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's hard enough to get subs on a Sunday morning. So, Yeah, I say it, it's, it eats into the day. A lot of these refs as well, because of the shortages we've got, which we'll talk about with Wayne shortly, they've got other games to go to. So I think this format actually helps them too. Jordan, do you like this format? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I like it. I think, obviously, using it like, the biggest biggest cup that we know, the FA Cup, as an example. You see these lower league teams, they go 90 minutes, all they, they're holding out for penalties. If you give a penalty straight away, they'll, you know what I mean? they'll snap your hand off. So, I think it's right. You get 90 minutes to beat this team, and if you can't do it, that's it, it's penalties. I, I like it. I like it. And you see, like you say, five of the last eight are lower league. And it's it's good to see. It's good to see, and it keeps them keeps them interested as well. If you're getting beat every week, you know what I mean. But you've got a cup run going. You keep your lads interested. You keep them coming back every week. Uh, yeah, saying that, are you, are, you, are you still in a cup, Jamie? Uh, I'm in the Dave Ferguson. You're still in the Dave Ferguson coming out. I'm in the Dave. Yeah, we've got the mini league there. Still in Dave Ferguson. We're top because we're the only team that's played. We've <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, the on. only game so far. Go on, I'll throw it in, lads. I've got a great stat about the Dave Ferguson Cup. Go on, mate. What is it? Go on. <laughs> I'll go on, I'll throw it in. So, I played for Nomads of Barrett's for a couple of years. So, when it got... I think it was... Two, uh, what was it? 2015, I might be wrong. It was... I was the first year with a cup. And I I was the first goal scorer in a final of the Dave Ferguson Cup. 
Yeah, I, I can confirm that. It was 2015. The way I can confirm that, mate, is because, you know, whatever people think, we don't just come and do this straight off the bat. You know, we do discuss in a group chat, and you've let us know already a few times today, mate. Did, so yeah. it was 2015. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. No, that's, uh, that was a funny day, that was. I'll quickly tell you a quick story about that, if that's all right. Go for it. So, yeah, I think it was a Thursday night, the final was, and uh, obviously everyone finished work early and that. And I was playing for nine bags of bats. We met in the barracks before the game. And I turned up there all in our suits and I walked in and uh, went straight to the bar. I had a pot of Cronenberg, please. And the pot of I turned around and the rest of the team were drinking orange juice. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and then I got on the coach, obviously scored the first goal, come off about 60 minutes and my legs were cramping up. And I was the only one that had been drinking beer. And they were like, that's because you were drinking, lad. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, absolutely had you there. That's a schoolboy. But congratulations to you being the first scorer in Dave Ferguson final. Um, we teased it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we teased it a little bit beforehand. Um, I sat down this week and had a chat with Wayne Chalmers, and we're just going to take a break from this now to head over to that interview. Wayne, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thanks very much, Jamie. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, doing well, um, despite the weather and everything. But yeah, we're, we're hanging in there and uh, looking forward to having a chat with you. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, they say this weather is kicking off. It's going to get worse for the weekend, but hopefully it stops for us when we'll get to play. So I'd just like to start by allowing you to introduce yourself to everybody, uh, talk about your role with the NTFA and how you actually got involved in it, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm the uh, NTFA secretary. Uh, I don't do all the work by myself. That would be that would be foolish. We do have a committee of people who uh, who get involved in everything. But I kind of got involved in um, the NTFA as a kind of end to twenty odd years of being involved in local football, really. And you know, expecting to be involved for a few more years yet. You know, when I say the end, I don't mean that's. I'm just going to retire after. I'm not. I'm not that old, but. Um, yeah, so I got involved in that in the uh, uh, 2019-2020 season and we managed to get through to kind of, I think more so our competitions were at the final stage when um, COVID hit. Um, so obviously last season we didn't have a lot of football, or in fact we didn't have any football um, at all in our competitions. So it's good to be back this year. Um, my, my, my kind of CV in football was started about 20 odd years ago in local football, so I'm, refereeing youth football through to refereeing um, lots of men's football all over and, and women's football all over the country. Uh, still a bit involved in that as well. But yeah, um, in terms of the NTFA, we're really pleased that we've actually managed to get some games played this year and uh, things seem to be going quite well, fingers crossed. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Cheers for that. So you've not been involved that long then in the NTFA, but do you happen to know much about the history of our leagues at all? Um, what I do know, and I've been told this a few times, is that the NTFA is kind of one of the oldest competitions going, certainly in Northamptonshire. I believe um, we've been going for about 129 years now, which is phenomenal when you think about it. Um, yeah. You know, even though the county FA have kind of had some competitions, I think they had some competitions in the early um, 1890s as well, but um, I think... The NTFA started a little bit before that and, and, and went on from, um, I think they started in Wellington actually. And the first competition, um, you know, this is, I've been told this, I I'm not a historian in that respect. <laughs> I won't fact check you, mate, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, yeah. Apparently, the first competition was won by a team outside Northampton, Newport Pagnell. And um, we've, we've still got. Um, one of the trophies, I, I, I don't know where it is, I think it's in a vault somewhere, because it was made in 1894, I think, it's the NBC Cup, which we don't actually play for anymore, but um, it must be worth a few quid, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's well insured, I know that for a fact. <laughs> so I'd like to go into a bit of detail, um, you talk about refing. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things that we're seeing a lot, especially in professional, they're talking about referees, it's usually actually quite negative. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been screaming out for VAR, they've got VAR, they're still criticising the refs. Um, it don't seem they can win. Um, obviously, it, it follows through to football. We can't deny it. We all have 
were part of the meeting that we were mandated to go to, um, as there have been some unsavoury incidents that have happened um, in some games this season. Can I just ask you, how do you feel about the attitude towards refs in general? I mean, and by that, you can go from pros to grassroots and everything in between. Um, just in general, your feeling? Yeah, well, um, one of the um, many hats that I actually wear is as um, I, I'm what, what is now being called a Football Association referee developer. It used to be um, called a tutor. So what we do yes. is we... We um we hold referee courses in Northamptonshire, and we've done kind of like seven or eight, you know, in the past kind of six months. It's been ridiculous the amount of courses that we've been doing, um, in a good way because you know many other counties haven't really got back to where we are. But yeah, so I work uh, with the Northampton FA developing these referees and kind of um it's a basic referees course where they would do a course on on a Wednesday evening and a Sunday generally. Uh, for about and they do some some pre learning as well. But what we find in those courses is that ninety percent of those candidates are under sixteens. So you know, despite the fact it's advertised and um, and we do want more adult referees, um, you know, there's still work to be done for that to be successful. We, you know, I did one only at the weekend, and you know, from the top of my head, I think it was three or four of those people were adults, and not and not all of those will going into Sunday football either so you know you can see um, you know we've, we've probably trained 200 referees and possibly 10 to 15 of those 200 are actually going to referee open age football so you can see the challenge that everybody faces and you can see why um, there's short shortages not just on a on a um, you know a county level but on a national level I believe this, there was a stat out that 20% of referees didn't come back to refereeing following the lockdowns and uh, so you can imagine if we, we were quite short before, you can imagine where we are now, really. Yeah, I think I saw something as well. They said it was in, within a matter of years. I think it's some over three years. Some, yeah. There's been a cycle of refs that have actually just come out of the game completely. Yeah. And, you know, going back, I know your question originally was about the attitudes towards referees. Yeah. It is really difficult because, um, and I say this in the referee courses a lot, is almost referees are not allowed to make mistakes. Or, mm. you know, they're not allowed to make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you're refereeing, you know, Division 20 of a Sunday morning game or, you know, the Premier League. Nobody wants to see mistakes in referees. And referees are going to make mistakes. Just the same as players make mistakes. Referees are going to make mistakes as well. Now, you, you, obviously, you want the best of referees are, are going to make less mistakes. Um, I mean, that's, that's true for any walk of life, isn't it? Any profession, you know, the cream always rises to the top, I guess, is a bit of a an old analogy but it's true isn't it um the thing is every player every football team wants success um some players take it a little personally they think you know um i never understand this kind of um under, you know this thought from players that referees are biased i don't think i've ever come across a referee who's biased um against any team you know not not intentionally anyway um you know you can go you can go into the mechanics of um, sub, you know, subliminal thinking and psychology all you want you know, maybe that 50-50 decision might go against your team if you've just you know, annoyed the referee for the last 20 minutes or so I think it's usually the lads that claim that there's a bias have done something to maybe give the ref a bias and that's how they're explaining that they're not getting any the rub of the green anymore um, I think that's it for me it's, I think everyone just I mean, not just players, the refs as well we all have to kind of accept this is Sunday league. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's, you watch these refs on, on TV and you expect the guy that's, you know, getting paid 35 quid to mm. be at the same level as someone that you're watching that's got all of the tools to do this professional job. They, they are classed as a professional. That's their profession. They're a professional referee. Um, yes, yeah. And, you know, and so we do see guys jump up through it. We've had some that have done us... Uh, with Sunday leagues and all of a sudden we know they're going up through the tiers and that's fantastic that's what you want to see mm. we do I think we have a great group of referees I mean we've still got the old boys I think the some retired refs were asked to come back due to the numbers um, yeah. you know there's there's still some going and we've got some fantastic ones we've known for years I mean my club's been going for about 16 years now um, mm. and there's some um, we just you know we hang around as much as they do I think sometimes um, there's some 
brilliant young ones coming through. I mean, we've had some female refs come through as well. And whenever I've seen them refing, I've only seen respect to them. You know, mm. you can always highlight that as, as something you, it's probably like an easy target. But we've had yeah. some very young refs coming through. And I honestly got to say, yeah, you know, the mistake might be made. But when you look at the context of the game, it's like the grading system we have when we review. They ask for the overall, they ask for the key decisions. You know, yeah. 90%, 99% of the time, they're getting it right overall. If you still got a gripe after a game when you're filling it out, I think they've really got to think about this because I don't, I don't know what the answer is. If we keep maybe mistreating the refs and the refs say, look, I'm not doing it, what happens? Do, mm. You're going to have to supply your own ref for games. The managers are going to have to ref and no one's going to be happy. No, it's a I good just... point. Just picking up on that point as well. I think what you said earlier about kind of it's 35 quid um, or whatever it is, you know, a lot of referees have gone, right, I haven't done it for 18 months. Do I really miss going out on a Sunday morning, you know, in January or February, getting cold, getting some, you know, bloke or whoever shouting at me? Do, do I miss yeah. that? Do I need to do that? I think before that, it was kind of a habit for some referees to go, oh, it's Sunday and we're going to go referee, etc. Et and it's almost, you know, some of them accept that they're going to get some form of abuse. But I think as well, you've got to remember that it, we, we as a as a society and as a football community, we pick up on those on the bad stuff, don't we? It's a, mm. it's a bit like I'm a teacher, and and a lot of teachers will go home and they'll have taught thirty kids all day, and they'll moan about the one kid who's not done something correct, and they'll forget about the twenty nine kids who've who've been brilliant and worked really hard. That's the same for football, isn't it? You think about referees don't go in. Oh, I had a, you know twenty one brilliant players today. They go, oh, I just somebody moaned at me from the first minute to the 90th yeah. minute. So you've also got to look at it from the other side as well, I think. It's fair to say. Yeah, well, as a keeper, I, I say to my mates all the time, you don't pick out the saves that I've made in the last minute, just want to get lobbed or megged. Yeah. You know, you, you don't live that down. <laughs> the goalkeeper, goalkeepers it, it, can never win. I almost, no. It's a bit like as well, as goalkeepers, while he ever chooses, I don't know if you were captain, Jamie, but while he ever chooses goalkeeper's captain it's the worst I have been I have been before I become manager <laughs> I was captain and they say oh but you can't talk to the ref I'm like don't worry about that I can, I, he can hear me um, <laughs> as long as so you don't take corners and free kicks as well your, no I did fancy just... myself for a penalty once but I, I vetoed myself I thought no I better let the best player take it <laughs> um, so when we look at the difference in the way players speak say in rugby you know, mm-hmm. it is very... I don't know, again, whether it's because they're mics in the professional game, but even in the amateur game, it seems more respectful. Cricket, you can't look at the umpire else you lose 10% <laughs> of your match fee. You know, these <laughs> kind of things happen. Is it more... Do you Have you found, you know, is it more of a class thing? Is it more that we are products of what we see on television and when you see players surrounding the rest, well, that's what we should do? Um, yeah. Is it because, essentially, the violence isn't acted out in the comparison yeah. to rugby in, in football, so then it becomes more verbal? I think um, we've had we've had this discussion um, many times. This is something in Northampton and across the country actually called the Referees Association. And you know we've had people who who come professional referees. You know, you Michael Oliver's and Howard Webb's back in the day, Mike Dean's. They're all visitors, and they always get asked that question. You know, because we see it on TV, um, a player mouthing off or whatever. Um, why don't referees deal with it, etc.? Well, the first thing is. A lot of the time, they don't actually hear it because there's often thirty or forty thousand people uh, in mm. the crowd. That's not that's not a kind of cow clause. Don't get me wrong, but also you, players and you've got to remember the clubs pay the referees at the end of the day. It's not the money doesn't get paid by the football association uh, in the Premier League. The Premier League, you know, runs the show essentially, and you know the Premier League do not want your star the star players being banned for three matches because of something they've said. Um, and that sounds, again, it sounds a bit like a, an excuse, but, you know, people go to football to watch, you know, your star players. And um, and that's why, you know, I don't think, I think the referees are more on the side of caution, um, for want of a better <laughs> phrase, um, rather than, you know, maybe, maybe you know, being able to deal with it in a, in a fair, in a fair manner, perhaps. But, I mean, going back to what you said about rugby is, I just think it's a totally different game. It's, it's um, I mean, if you go down to somewhere like Owens on a, on a Saturday afternoon, and you just you see them all kind of 
I'm wrestling and fighting with each other for 80 minutes and then at the end we're all shaking hands, clapping and having a beer in the bar together. It's kind of, yeah. it's, it's totally different. It's a totally different game, I think. Okay. No, that's appreciate it. It's, it's always, it's the easy go-to analogy, isn't it? Or well, what about mm. other sports? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I remember as a kid, you, the changes that have happened. I mean, I'm, I'm 37. So I remember I was playing youth football before the 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 fencing came in for adults. You know, yeah. you could hear everything being shouted from the sideline. You could hear things being shouted at yeah. the ref. Um, I follow a, a guy. We've got a mutual friend in Gav. Um, I follow a guy on Twitter, Radical Ref, and he regularly puts up things that have been seen or have been said. Um, and he interacts with people to kind of respond to that um, yeah. and ask them their opinions and questions. And it's... It, it is eye-opening. So it's we we think of it in our local game, but it, there really is a wider community out there, and you are mm. certainly seeing it. Um, so, going to play devil's advocate. We're just talking about um, Sunday league football. If you could make wave a magic wand over it, what would that be to kind of make it better from a refereeing standpoint? Whew. Good question. That from from a referee standpoint, I, I mean, going back to what you said just a minute ago, um, you know, you're right. My, I, my, I, I have been a team at under 13s, and um, my son plays for them. And we we moved from the Northampton League to the Milton Keynes League basically because all of our boy, a lot of our boys play rugby on a Sunday for um, for you know various teams across the town, and. Yeah. He talked to the manager, one of the coaches down at rugby, and he said the difference between the parents and the players in rugby in football is absolutely, you know, huge. Um, you know, rugby won't stand for it. Whereas if you go and watch any youth football match, it starts with the parents, you know, mouthing off, and we see this all the time. It's, it's, it's a, it's a cancer of the game, really. Um, so I guess answering your question from a referee's point of view, you, you just want that kind of respect to start from a young age and you know maybe then it will and it's not gonna you know it's not a perfect scenario but you would think then that there would be less dissent from a whole from a whole football point of view i think trying to make football more affordable for everybody is just as important um you know better facilities definitely would um you know produce better behavior i think as well i mean you look at some of the you know the, the facilities that are on offer in northampton and you've, you know, and, and, and the facilities that the rugby players have, and there's a massive difference in that as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, when you were, you touched on earlier when you say you do your, your, your one day refereeing courses, do you think possibly for players that are charged with any form of, uh, well, for a red card, for anything to do with the referee, um, as long as they're allowed to continue playing, do you think maybe part of that should be education? They should be mandated to go on one of these one day courses. And they have to actually sit through and learn more about the refereeing side. Do you think that would serve a purpose at all? Do you, how would you feel about that? Yeah, well, when I was chairman of um, the Northampton Northampton Referee Association, we do actually try that. Um, and I know um, Graham's tried that with his league as well. You know, getting the referees, getting the referees in there. Uh, so we tried it with us with the semi-professional clubs. And bear in mind, I think there's. 12, about 10 or 12 as deemed semi-professional I'm talking about kind of step 5 UCL level um, and out of all those clubs one club actually invited us in to come to speak to their players so um, you know that offer was there it wasn't really taken up but yeah definitely I think there should be some kind of um, you know it's not a deterrent, is it? It's just education, like you've just said. Yeah, I'd say Edu- it's more education people. than humiliation mm. or something like that it's yeah. easy just to say to someone you're banned for six games you know, or you say, okay, you're banned for six games, but if you attend this referee's course, it goes to three. You know, it's yeah. almost like, look, here's a little character dangle, and actually, yeah. you might learn something. Mm, yeah, a bit like the um, speed awareness course that we said. If if anyone's <laughs> been unfortunate enough to be offered one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't definitely. T- don't tempt fate, don't tempt fate. No, yeah, so. well, I think... My, I'm allowed to go on them from next year. <laughs> so I could be re-educated any time. Um, I'm just going to move on from the referee talks here, just to go back to the NTFA. And I just wanted to talk about the Cups, Goodlift, the MDH team, yeah. and the Home Tech. Um, yeah. How do you feel? Because obviously we, we lost them 
during the the pandemic and we had the circuit break and everything and the this then Sunday league thought actually no we have the the league is our you know our bread and butter we have to commit to finishing that um how have you felt about it coming back are you happy i mean we've got the teams left we've had the quarterfinals draws and we we know where we stand with that um and if I can tease you, if you happen to know where the finals are going to be held, can I get that out of you as well? <laughs> uh, some good questions there. So, um, I mean, as we said right at the beginning, the NTFA have been around for, you know, like over 100 years. And, and uh, I think, reading my notes again, that the first Sunday knockout competition in the town was introduced by the NTFA in 1967. Even I wasn't born then. Um, so, um, so yeah, um, it was certainly important for us because these these cups have a lot of heritage. Um, you know, they're, they're well renowned for having their finals at you know um, good places, shall we say? Uh, so yeah, we were desperate to to get them back up and up and running. I like the format. We like the format that we had a a really productive meeting with Graham and uh, and Matt. And and Paul at the, at the start of the season, yeah, we were just happy to get them going again. And I think the way they've been set out, and obviously, it helps as well that all of the teams in that competition are in the same league. We're not having to mix and match dates. For, uh, you know, in, in some of our other competitions, for example, we can have you know four or five different leagues in one competition, um, which is really quite challenging um, in terms of getting date steps. But yeah, we're through to the quarterfinal stages. Um, I mean. Your little teasing question. Hmm. Obviously, uh, we want our finals to be at six fields. Now that's very dependent, unfortunately, on how successful uh, the cobblers are, which is, <laughs> tends to be the case because we tend to run our finals over a weekend. We get three or four games on each day, and um, you know, if it happens that the cobblers get through to the playoffs, that can cause um, you know some changes having to be made as well. So we, you know, at the moment, fingers crossed, the cobblers are in the top three. And we've got a lot of cobbler supporters now on the NTFA committee, let's put it that way. So it's first, second or ninth. You know, there's, yeah. no, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no in between. Either they go up straight away or you drop out yeah. better luck next season, guys. Yeah, well, it's top three, I believe. So, you know, even if oh, you could like, Sorry, mate. I'm a, I'm a Luton fan, so we only talk <laughs> championship nowadays. Well, I, you, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I'm a Middlesbrough fan, so I haven't, you know, the cobbler's ex-manager, we're, we're flying. Yeah, yeah well, that's <laughs> not story. doing too bad with that. No, but, um, brilliant. Yeah, okay, so... well, I appreciate that. That's uh, it's a nice little teaser. I hope it will give uh, a lot of people some hope there as well because I think we've missed games at Sixfields. Um, we've gone, I think we went Kizzle a few times and we've gone mm-hmm. a bit here, there, and everywhere with places. But in a, in a, I say a proper stadium, like, no disrespect to the place we've gone to, but it's yeah. it's our town's team. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. there's there's something about that, and so it's certainly nice to see you can get fans in there too because mm. we've got them back in everything now. So, okay, well, I hope cobblers go up, <laughs> and everyone can yeah. look forward to a six fours one. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add at all? Um, what about the about the cup finals or in, in general? Cup finals, general? anything, anything in general. The floor's yours at this point. No, no, just that we've, uh, I mean, we've been looking at the quarterfinal draws and, you know, it's been interesting seeing some of, some of the teams that, I mean, some of these clubs in Renan League and, you know, in the other competitions that we've been, they've been around for such a long time. Mm. Um, but then again, there's there's new teams, and you know, and it've come through and it's been good as well to see, you know, teams have stayed together following, um, you know, following the end force break, I guess. So we, you know, we're, we're we're looking forward to these quarterfinals, which I believe are on the twenty seventh, and then uh, we can see who who's going to get through. And uh, you know, looking at some of the ties, especially in the good lift. I mean, North Star have come through some games, haven't they, to to get to yeah. where they are? And their rewards a lovely little trip to FC Tech in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So that's <laughs> quite a draw. That I think the the Tech Nortels game. Um, one of our guys, Jordan, he actually went to watch that and he was saying that was some game. Yeah. I mean, so for them, yeah. Tech to get through that and then say both those, you could say both of them, North Star and Tech, to get through that yeah. and then to get each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the other game, kind of Stanley's Barn um, and Delatry. I've, I've refereed Delatry this season and, you know, they're, they're a good team. 
their pitch at home just I think it plays a little bit to their to their advantage because it's quite I find it quite small. It, it must have been small because I was at the play for most of the game. So <laughs> um yeah, so I think that's gonna be another time. It's not a, a foregone conclusion that one. Um yeah. and then of course you've got, you know, up to who I think are top of the championship. They've 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 got to fancy their chances as well. You know, bear in mind some of the what we could might call big guns are out of that competition. So it's gonna be interesting. Um I'm not sure who's going to referee the FC Tech versus North Star, but they're going to have to go to bed early on Saturday night, you know, and uh, be on the be on their game. I reckon. Yeah, definitely for that. Definitely. Um, any other ties that you'd see in the say MDH team wear or the home tech? Has anything jumped out at you at all on those? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't realise. I mean, uh, I didn't realise that Toll Valley were doing so well. I think they've won every game that they've played. Um, although. <sighs> I did see that in one of the... I was looking at the results earlier and they did sneak through in one of the early rounds on penalties. So, I mean, I guess even though they're in League One and you've got a couple of championship teams in there as well, I think you they've got to be looked at as possibly favourites at the moment. But, they did the um, last round against our Liam. Um, they did them on penalties as well. They are they're a very well-organised team. And say so we were talking about them on the last podcast. They're, they're a proper Sunday club. Yeah, and I'm not you know, going to admire about them. I'm not going to name the club here because it would be certainly unprofessional. But somebody <laughs> sent me a message after the last round and asked me when the finals were. I'm not going to name the club, but you know that shows confidence, isn't it? When are the when are the finals? So um, we're hoping, as I said earlier, that they're going to be on the seventh and the eighth of. Um, of May, which obviously the eighth will be the Sunday finals, and okay. so yeah, it'd be that's an interesting competition because you've got kind of again, you know, the team apart from twelve, the rest of them are all much of a muchness. There are a lot um, of teams around each other, and I think you know if you're mid-table league one and mid-table league two, there's you know I don't think there's a great deal of difference between teams at that at that level. Um, yeah. And going on to the into our third competition, the home set cup, which. Um, it's the first, actually, it's the first time we've kind of played this competi- competition as the Home Tech Cup. Um, and it's in, it was, the, the trophy was um, obviously uh, donated by Home Tech in memory of um, somebody's wife who, who passed away. So, you know, it's been, it's a real important trophy for us now um, to get that played. But yeah, again, it's, it's going to be, and it's, it's, it's interesting, I was looking at the league tables that, Team, you know, teams like um, Brayfield, Corinthians, reserves who are, you know, cut towards the bottom of League Three. This must be like a nice distraction from the league for them. You know, they, they, they've got a mid-table team in their own division. There's nothing to say they can't beat Vicarage Farm, um, and you know, get them through. Um, I don't know what you think. Batten Wickets, they're top, they're near the top of League Three as well. Yeah, they're, um, they're doing well. I expect them to go up this season. And and I think it's is it catching. Park, or catching Park Avenue. Park Avenue, yeah. They've got a fancy their chances as well. So mm. um, it's good. Yeah, it's been good. The competitions have been great, you know, get to get these teams going again, get them involved. And, you know, within 10 days or so, we'll be finding out who's into the semi finals. It seems to have gone so quickly this season as well. It does, it? doesn't it? What I'll do is I'll get you to text me um, when we get to the finals and you can let me know if that team's still in it. Mm. Yeah, and if they're not, I'll never show them. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll give you prime time slot for that. Um, I just want to take the moment to thank you. You're the first person of, let's say, authority of the managers that we've really spoken to. Um, appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we can get you back on and we can get more people from the NCFA involved. So, we want to have an open platform for everybody. And I just want to say thank you again for coming on. It's really appreciated. Um, and good luck. Thanks very much. No, no, definitely. And as I've spoken, Many times, about you know the, the need for competitions to work together, and you know, and to be kind of, you know, come out with new things. And these podcasts are brilliant because you know, even if it is me going on for half an hour about football and refereeing and getting on the sort, but it's important that you know word gets out there. So you know, well done for being innovative as the word I'm looking for. And as a teacher, you know, <laughs> my class would be really pleased to hear that word. <laughs> and we made it through without swearing. So you can, did. Play, you can play it to your class if you want to. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It was it's a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Just see how they behave themselves. Again, Wayne, thanks very much for your time, man. I appreciate you and all the best. No worries. Thanks very much. Take, take it easy, Cheers. everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.
thanks Wayne for coming on that and speaking to me lads I, I really like Wayne I could have talked to him for so much longer about the referee inside I literally had to on my notepad start dotting to kind of take myself and break away from it and start talking about the NTFA um, he's a top guy top guy and really nice to talk to um, how did you guys feel? Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like Wayne, Wayne's got a lot of experience and he, and he knows what he's talking about. And I think that comes across in his voice. And it, it was so hard. You know, I, I started nearly asking him questions myself, listening to him. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wait well, a minute, he's not going to reply to me, is he? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not there. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's just interesting to get that 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 side of the story you know we don't normally get that and you know bring, bringing that together this podcast this is what it's all about it was a really interesting listen so thank you for that good man yeah no Jordan, i agree I, I think yeah no i agree i think there's like you say coming off the back of it there's loads of questions that i could ask him as well i, I could see how it go on for so long and i'll, I'll get that but anyone listening to this will probably have questions for him as well um, yeah, I, I mean, the hope is that it's going to open up the door to some refs coming on. Um, so, you know, the opportunity to ask questions again, or if we get some feedback from guys that have listened to it and they maybe have some questions, or you guys have extra questions, you know, we there's so far we can go there. And so, I want to keep you know this open for for everyone to be able to come on if they have got something to say or they want to have a conversation with us. So, hopefully, it opens up and and more refs can come on as well. Um, that was actually our third attempt to get that interview because the first one and second one was we just started getting that Storm Dudley and it wiped us out. The connections were going all over the shop. We'd actually called it off. We texted everybody in there and said, look, guys, we're going we're gonna to have to do this tomorrow. We said, let's have one last go. And it was a magic one when it obviously it worked there. So really appreciate Wayne coming on there and say, hopefully we get to speak to more people involved in refereeing as we go forward in this podcast. And we're going to go now to the upcoming fixtures for the quarterfinals. So, again, Jordan, I'm going to throw it back over to you. Do you want to run through the, the placements for the quarterfinals? We can start with the good lift as well. Go back to the start there. Yeah, good lift. Quarterfinal draw. So, through for a few good games again. Uh, FC Tech against North Star. Standards <laughs> Barn against Delaware United. <laughs> Upton against Waterfield Wanderers. And University of Northampton against Ak- Akis. So, obviously, the standout tie in that game is the first one again, isn't it? Tech Norster. It's massive. Again. I think you're looking at a finalist. A winner of yeah. that, is, yeah. is, is for me, is going to be a finalist. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Definitely. I just, I just, incredible. You know, you've just had eight barrels. Northstar, my, what that what must be going through their head. You know, right, first round, eight barrels, great. Cheers. All right, we've beat eight barrels. Bring them on. All right, FC Tech. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't get, you know, I thought our draw was tough getting to Valley. But uh, when you hear that, yeah, eight barrels first round, uh, FC Tech second. Do you know what? Well done for getting that far already, getting past the barrels. But, you know, where is their luck? Where is their? <laughs> That's it, isn't it? That's kind of. It sets the scene of the team that it's the fairy tale, isn't it? You know, you have all these hard games, adversaries, and you win it. It makes it all sweeter. I'd say, I think you look at them two teams, you've got a finalist of one of them two. Um, arguably a winner, if you look at overall, quite easily. Up the top. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go again. I'm going to go North Star. Nothing against Tech. I like North Star. I'm going to go for North Star. Um, I reckon North Star will be fine as potential winners. Yeah, no, I've, I've agreed with you there. I've, I've got my notes in front of me. I've highlighted North Star as the, <laughs> as the winners of that tie. Only because they're going to be full of confidence. Obviously, eight barrels are clear at the top of the league. And Tech a second. And North Star going into it. I would beat the top team. Let's beat the second team as well. They're just going to be full of confidence going into that. Yeah, absolutely. MDH team wear. And the team where we've got Royals Reserves against the Albe Eagles, JC United against Portland's Colts, Grendon Sapphires against Hyam Post Dons, and Toe Valley against Russian Spartans. What's, what's your standout, Jordan? Uh, I will go for Grendon Sapphires for one reason only, is that they got 
that winning mentality of getting to a final and they've done it already, haven't they? Which we heard about on Radio mm. 1. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying they're going to do it again. Do you know what? I'm the complete opposite to that. And my favourites to win this whole cup is Iron Ferry Dons. For one reason, one reason only. They can't make the playoffs now, I don't think. They've got nothing else to play for. This is really? it. This is it. Last season, they went on and won the league. They, they've got to win it in their first season. This is their second season, and they've never finished the league without winning something. My money's on these okay. guys to go and smash it. I love Dan. I love the lads that he's got there. I love the positive attitude that they've got there. Um, there's always a story behind every game they've got as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this one. Uh, I really am. Good stuff. Right, let's finish it off then with the home tech. Take it away. The home tech cup. So we've got Gregory Settle against Crick Reserves. Brayfield Reserves against Vicarage Farm. AFC Brampton against the Batten Wickets. And North Star, North Ants All-Star, sorry, against Ketchum Park Avenue. Is that North Ants Is- All-Star Reserves? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. No worries. I, I'm just gonna just really quickly. I hope these guys do not win this game, and this is nothing against them. <laughs> uh, <in a> these <laughs> guys will understand this. So, back in August, um, there was a charity game being held, okay? So, the referees we've been speaking about to Wayne and about referees and hopefully getting a referee on. The referees had a 16 against North Fans All Stars Reserves. Now, some of these referees were Daryl Horner in his 50s, you know, playing <laughs> centre midfield. Okay. And I played for the refs that day and we took it to, we took it all the way to penalties. And you mentioned earlier on, Jamie, about bad winners. These guys celebrated like a Champions League final to beat in 15 refs and an overweight me. <laughs> and I just couldn't take it. I walked into the dressing room and threw my boots down. I was. I weren't fuming about the result. I was fuming about their reaction. The party they threw in their changing room for beating 15 refs. So, no offence, no offence, All-Stars, but, you know, up the Brayfield. <laughs> Was it Brayfield? I can't remember their plan. Kevin uh, Park Avenue. I mean, I think the refs missed the trick in the friendly by not just sending their players off. So, you, you've fallen on your own sword there, guys. You know, you've got your cards in your pocket, I'm sure. <laughs> Jordan, any team jumping out um, in this... This section for you at all. I mean, Baton Wickets are there again. I'm I'm quite favourable of uh, Baton yeah. Wickets in this. No, I was going to pick them, but I've got a bit of an emotional connection to Gregory Celtic. I'm going to go with them just for you know. I, I, I sort of played from when I was when I was a kid. Uh, a friend of mine, he was one of the coaches there. I'll give my hand there coaching them for a while. So it's more of an emotional connection. I want them to do it. <laughs> did you have a? Did, did you have Matt Paddy as a coach when you were there? Uh, no, it was uh, Greg Doran. Oh, okay, that'd be. I'm showing my age there. I'm 37. So when I was a kid, I did um, a season over at Gregory Southwick when the team that I was at previously, Boodle Colts, they folded. And uh, yeah, only man to actually call me James other than someone in my family. I didn't correct him. You just, you, you've got on with it. And they said to you, run, into, run to that wall and head that wall. And a lad told me, put your hand up so you don't get a mark on your head. And that's the type of team they were. That's why they were winners. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. yeah no. Yeah. Okay. So when I went back, I went back a few years later and I'd done a bit of coaching. It was with Greg again and it was with okay. uh, Stuart Russell. And that's what yeah. they were like. They were, they, were, they were drilling their lads. It was, it was proper. Good stuff. It was good. Right. That covers everything in the uh, NCFA Cups then, guys. We're going to look ahead to this weekend. Uh, Liam, what you got happening this weekend, my friend? Oh, we've got the weekend of either make or break. Um, so, in my opinion, the best team we've played this season are St. David's and Rushton Spartans. Uh, St. David's probably edged it a very good football inside. They play top of the league, Partlands, which we're only two points behind. Now, we're away to Rhodes, the only team this season to beat Parklands in the league. <laughs> So, this week is an absolute six-pointer for everybody. Um, You know, Road, they're a very high-scoring side. Um, I've looked at their stats and I I think there's only one game out of the last 10 that they've scored less than three. Um, So, they they score goals. My boys, we don't concede goals. It's something we're good at. We're actually quite solid defensively. So, 
Um, you know, like I said, we, we conceded our own goal last Sunday against top of the league above us. It kind of says something about us defensively, I think, and that's what we kind of aim for. You know, if, if they don't score, they can't beat us. Um, Absolutely. You know, Michael Owen quote, I know, but it's, you know, you've got to look at it like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a six-pointer. Partners need to get a result against St. David's, who, OK, they've lost for four games in, on the bounce now, or three games on the bounce. We're playing road who beat Partlands, but haven't won since they beat Partlands either. So it's it's going to be big. It's going to be massive. That's brilliant. Jordan, are you taking any games this weekend? Or if the uh, old Storm unit is, is cracking on still, are you staying inside, wrapping up warm? No, I'll, I'll be out watching football. Don't worry about that. I'm gonna, my plan is this weekend, I'm going to go and watch Hartwell against Northstar. No, it's Premier Division, third against fourth. If, I mean, there's, there's a point between them. That's a big game. They're going to be both up for it. Uh, Northstar obviously beat eight barrels. Hartwell lost to a championship side. They're going to go on and turn it, their form around. Northstar are going to be well up for it because they beat a team above them. I think that's going to be really, I think that's the standout game for me. That's a massive game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is a massive game. Uh, my boys, Swan are in action this weekend. We're over in Wellingborough. Uh, you're neck of the woods there, Liam. We're playing Vicarage Farm. So I think they're the league below us, but they're, they're, they're fifth. They're about mid-table. So mm. it, it should be a good game. I mean, I had 14 lads last Sunday. I was almost like bragging about it. So we, I think we're going to be around those numbers again. A few lads picked up some injuries on Sunday. So... I'm hoping they're all going to be all right. Obviously, we're hoping the games go ahead um, with what we've got at the minute. The signs, yes, it's going to be bad weather, but I've not seen anything as our time of talking that games are being called off. So long may that continue. Um, fantastic. At this point, we're just going to do a little shameless plug here. Um, Jordan, would you like to take away with the first plug of the evening, please, mate? Sorry. Sorry, uh, go on. Sorry, so, oh, what's that? Sorry, shame. Did you lose me there? That's all right. We're going to do some shameless plugins. So, um, your wife's actually sponsoring our show at the moment, isn't she? So, would you oh, like right. to talk sorry, about her yeah, business? Yeah, give out yeah. her social media handle. So, yeah, she's supplying us with some uh, personalized accessories. If you go over to Facebook and follow their eclectic reviews, they can supply you with water bottles, t shirts, anything you want, really. Just have a look at the page. There's loads of different things on there. Get yourself some in. It's, they're doing Mother's Day sort of stuff at the minute as well, lads. Obviously, I forgot it one year ago. Never forgot it since. Anything you <laughs> want. Had it since. Send her a message. You upset that much you started the company, mate, so you can never forget I know, again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> I know. Right, I put on Facebook. I forgot it one year ago, lads. Like, get sort, make sure you sort it. And then the comment on there was, actually, it was two years in a row. <laughs> so yeah so she's still not forgot it so but I mean yeah, there's mate. anything on there she, whatever you want she does it's personalised stuff basically so anything Fantastic. you want and what's your um, we're all on Twitter so what we're trying yeah. to do is encourage you guys to contact us on Twitter if you're listening um, you can obviously go through the NEN social media on Facebook but if you're on Twitter Jordan what's your Twitter account uh, yeah so I'm Penny underscore talking if you give me a follow on there and just any any questions or anything, yeah, just just give me a shout whenever you whenever you're ready. Liam, what about yourself? So I'm a bit of a cheat when it comes to Twitter. You know, I don't I don't use it for personal reasons. But if you want to follow me and chat with me, unfortunately, you've also got to follow the club, which is great. Um, say so at Croyland Park, um, we did want it at CPR, but you ended up with the videos of the office doing first aid training. So uh, we kept it at Croyland Park. Uh, but give us guys a follow. There'll be match reports on there, pictures. Um, videos, uh, there'll be a couple of competitions on there as well for everybody to get involved with. You've got because you video your games, haven't you? So you've got links to the YouTube channel. Yes, we, we've got a YouTube channel as well. Again, Croyland Park Rangers, um, and, and the girls do an absolutely amazing job there. Um, you know, I've, I've got two, two young ladies, one of them takes photos with her own camera, um, edits them and puts them together, and the other young lady follows the whole game with a video camera, the whole game edits it out. Splits puts it into an eight-minute video at the end, and they only charge us ten pound each per week. Um, absolutely incredible, ladies. So thank you, Keely and Shannon, and the whole media team at Croyland. I'm going to shout them out because you know it's a, like we said, a bit of a shameless plug. You know, Sarah, um, 
my, my better half, as we call her, uh, heads up a bit of the media team with Stacey, Millie, Melissa, Keely and Shannon. So we've got the girls there sorting it out, making it look good for you guys. So give us a follow, please. Brilliant stuff. I've seen your videos, man. They do great stuff. So well on, girls. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am JMO Tweets, J-A-M-O Tweets. Uh, we're also got to put in the Nen Sunday League because this is what we're here for. So if you want to give them a follow, it's at Nen League. Again, anything you want to say, thoughts, feelings, questions you'd like us to pose at some point, just go through there, guys. Contact us. We're trying to be as open as we can and listen out to you too. Uh, so we're going to talk about quickly next week. We are going to be discussing league rules and we are going to be joined by the Nen Sunday League's very own Matt Hurst. So again, we're going to get something sent out to you secretaries that are in the WhatsApp group. Uh, you can put questions you'd like us to pose. We've given out our social media, Twitter handles again. If you've got any questions you'd like to, to ask us, put them on there. We're going to pick you know, the best of, of what we've got on there. We've got some stuff we're planning ourselves. Matt is an open book. I don't think there's any question we can't ask him. Um, we're really looking forward to this one. We're all going to be in it. So again, guys, if you've got any questions you'd like us to ask, come forward. We want to hear from you. You're listening to us on the podcast, but we want to show we're listening to you too. So by all means, get involved. At this point, guys, is there any other business at all? I think no, we're winding just, up here. No, just, I just, just want to mention one thing quick, sorry. Uh, go I just for want it. to mention League 3. I, I've, I've been in contact with a couple of the managers from League 3 um, and they, they were sort of saying that they they weren't too happy with... They didn't get that much coverage last week, basically. So I've just picked out a game that I think is a big game there. Um, obviously, it's Hackleton Reserves against Baton Wickets. Um, Baton Wickets have got top with a win which is big Ketchum Park Avenue seem to be getting all the attention running away with the league but Baton Wickets like we say they've, they've been on a decent cup run and if they win their game in hand they go top Hackleton will send their if they, if, if they beat if they beat Baton Wickets they'll basically send their playoff hopes into the last game of the season which is a big thing cool. That's cool. So, like we say, we're open to everything you guys want to say. We can't always get through everyone's results. We are trying to be limited to a show to make it palatable for you guys to take in. Uh, if we miss you off, it's nothing personal. We're brand new to this, just as much as you are brand new listening to our voices. We'll all get used to each other, so don't take it personal. Keep smiling. Guys, good luck at your games this weekend for us. If you're playing this weekend, guys, I hope the weather's good. I hope you stay injury-free. And everyone enjoys themselves. I think this is it from us. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week, say, with Matt Hurst. And we'll see you all then. Take care for now. Cheers.